Pastor Randy's been sharing with us about covenant, right? How God has made a covenant with us. And that covenant gives us access to God's blessings, to his storehouse, to everything that he has. So we're gonna talk about being blessed today. So we're all familiar with that word blessed, right? As Christians, we love to throw it around. People go, how you doing? Man, brother, I'm blessed, right? How many times have we said that? We slap it on t-shirts, we put it on bumper stickers, or maybe it's even the hashtag of your latest Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. In fact, if you search hashtag blessed, which I did on Instagram, you will find over 120 million posts from people that have tagged their post hashtag blessed. So I decided to scroll through some of them. This sparked my interest. So as I started to look, the majority of them were posts about new homes, new cars, new babies, new marriages, weight loss, business startups, success, vacations, abundance, and embarrassingly enough, a large amount of bikini selfies which we're not gonna discuss this morning. But honestly, have you ever seen a social media post that read, hey, I lost my job today. I don't know how I'm gonna feed my kids or pay my bills, hashtag not blessed. Have you ever seen anything like that? Or maybe somebody has gone to the doctor and so they post that day, hey, you know, I, I got a bad report from the doctor, hashtag cursed. People don't post that. Do you know why we don't post that? Because we have allowed popular culture to hijack the word blessing. But a world that does not know Jesus has no idea that true blessing only comes from being a child of God. And we have allowed the world to claim that word and attach it to that new material thing that they have received. We have to stop defining blessing as popularity and success and God's favor as power and abundance. We have to stop doing that. And the more time I've spent on social media over the years, I don't know about you, but the more time I've spent on it, the more I have walked away and I have not felt blessed. I've been scrolling through it, and I start to wonder, God, do you only bless certain people? I'm walking through something difficult, and then somebody's success comes up, and I go, oh gosh. You know, Lord, what about, what about me? How many of you guys have experienced that? You know, you've lost a job, and then somebody's posting, hey, brand new job, got a raise, hashtag blessed. And you're sitting there, and you're like, I am not feeling this, God. Why are you blessing this person? So I finally got tired of it. And I decided to come out of agreement with that lie because that's what it is. It's a lie that tells me from the enemy that I am not blessed. And it's a lie that he has tried to plant in each and every one of us, especially in the church. And so I asked God, I said, Lord, would you please come and redefine for me what it means to be blessed. And so that's what I'm gonna share with you today. 
I'm gonna share three ways that God has redefined blessing in my life. And I hope that it will help redefine blessing in your life. So number one, in your notes, blessing and success are not the same thing. I'm gonna say that again. Blessing and success are not the same thing. Would you turn with me to Ephesians 1.3? It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Go ahead and underline that. In the heavenly realms, you can circle that. Because we are united with Christ. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Because we are united with him. Because we are his children. Because he has made a covenant with us. Notice, it doesn't say every material blessing in the earthly realms. We wish it would say that sometimes, right? I will give you every material blessing in the earthly realms. You will receive that new car that you are just waiting for. May your property expand 5,000 square feet. Can I get an amen, right? We really hope that that's it. But he has promised us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. We serve an eternal God. His kingdom is not of this world and neither are his blessings. So we have to intentionally break off the lie that worldly success and prosperity and abundance are the blessings of God. They are a currency from another kingdom and they will wither and they will fade. Where we are going, that currency does not work. It does not work. Earthly blessings are temporary. They can be taken away. You get that brand new car, hashtag blessed. You get it all shined up and you drive around the corner and boom, somebody knocks into you, right? And you're like, man, do we post a picture of our accident and put hashtag not blessed? No, we just kind of like hope everyone will forget, right? Hope nobody asked me about my car. <laughs> Don't want to have to share that one. Why do we think that people don't share with us in church honestly and authentically how they're really doing? Because we feel this pressure to be constantly hashtag blessed, right? Feeling good. It's because we have a wrong definition of what that is in our hearts and our minds and God wants to change that. One translation of the New Testament, the ESV version, has 112 references with the word bless, blessing, or blessed. And of those 112 references, none of them make a connection to earthly blessings. Not a single one of them. There is no hint of material prosperity or perfect circumstances in the New Testament references. On the contrary, blessing is typically associated with struggle, with trial, with poverty, or simply just the spiritual benefits of being united with Christ. 
we have this mentality that blessing means success, but that is not scriptural. It is not what God tells us in his word. Why is that? Why does he tell us that? Because blessing is anything that God gives us that makes us fully satisfied in him. That's what blessing is. I'm gonna give you things that are gonna make you so satisfied in me. That new house, it's gonna spring a leak. You're gonna need a new roof. You will not be fully satisfied. That new relationship, that person's gonna let you down. You will not be fully satisfied. But what I have to give you, the blessing I have for you, he says, is something that is gonna make you completely and fully satisfied in me. Blessings are things that draw us closer to him, closer to his heart, and closer to heaven. So I want all of us to ask ourselves a question because God asked me this question as I was asking him to redefine blessing in my life. He began to say, Brian, I gotta ask you some hard questions. So I'm gonna ask you the same one today. Am I following Christ expecting earthly blessings and prosperity to follow or am I following Christ? Am I in relationship with Jesus because he is the ultimate blessing? He's everything. He asked me, Brianna, what's your motivation? Do you just want to be with me? Are you going to let me fully satisfy you? Or are you going to constantly be looking for those things that are not going to fill you up the way that I can? So often the enemy will use prosperity to pull us from him and we forget our need. We forget our need. Today, I want you guys to ask yourselves that question. There's a place in your notes. You can answer that question honestly. I believe God's really, he's challenging us. Tell me the truth. What do you really think? Not what I wanna hear. What do you really think? How are you really living? Am I the ultimate blessing? Or are you chasing something else? You know, trials, and difficult things that you and I walk through, they're not in and of themselves blessings, but they are channels for them. God wants to use those difficult things as channels to bring you blessing, which brings us to the second thing that God showed me. Number two, I am blessed regardless of my circumstances. I am blessed regardless of my circumstances. Blessed is my identity as a child of God. He has called me blessed. Blessed is not what happens to me. Today, I wore this shirt, not because my life is perfect and I'm like, hey, hashtag blessed, this is cool. But as a visual reminder to myself and to all of you as I'm speaking that I am blessed and that you, are blessed. I'm not living my best life. We love that, right? That phrase, I'm living my best life. No, I am living my blessed life as a child of God, walking in new identity and receiving blessings that are not of this world. 
right now, regardless, and I know some of you guys are walking through some really difficult things right now. So I don't want to candy coat that or brush over that. But I want to speak life to those circumstances and tell you today that regardless of what you are walking through and the struggle you are facing, you are blessed. Psalm 1, 1 and 3 says, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. That's what his word says. In every season of life, every season, no matter what you are walking through today, you are ever blessed. Would you declare that over your life right now? Would you repeat after me? I am blessed. Come on, once again, I am blessed. I am blessed. You know what? You say, well, Brian, I know you said you like understand we're walking through stuff and it's nice of you to make that disclaimer but you don't know me and you don't know what I'm walking through you don't know what I'm facing well better than anything I could say in response to that would be the words of Jesus so I want you to turn with me to Matthew 5 1 and 2 sorry 5 1 through 12 and Jesus these are Jesus's words not mine he is going to tell us what it means to be blessed. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad. Circle that. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you. Wait a minute. You were saying, well, Jesus says this. So are you telling me that People that are poor in spirit are blessed. Those who mourn. Those who have been lied about, persecuted, insulted. What? Like, Brianna, you've got to be kidding me because that doesn't sound too much like my definition of blessing. But what's interesting is as we dive deeper, the word blessed that Jesus uses in this passage is the Greek word makarios, which means a self contained happiness, self-contained. And back then, the Greeks, they had this island of Cyprus and they called it the Happy Isle. 
and they believed because of its geographical location, its resources, the weather, uh, the fertile soil, anyone who lived on Cyprus had it made. They literally had it made in the shade, as we would say. And the term that they associated with this island of Cyprus, this Greek word, is makarios. And they believed that everything you needed to be happy was found on this island. Greg Laurie had this to say about it. He said, we can't all move to Cyprus. But the idea is that our happiness is independent of our circumstances. It is self-contained, meaning that regardless of what is happening to us externally, we can be truly happy internally. We can be genuinely blessed as followers of Jesus Christ. Our happiness, it's, we are blessed, makarios. We are self-contained in him. Everything we need is found in him and it doesn't matter what's happening outside of that. Do you guys ever feel like, gosh, what I'm going through, I wish I could just go to a desert island just by myself? Guess what? You can be on that island, on that Cyprus, where you are self-contained in the joy and the happiness and the identity of being his child. And nothing that happens around that matters because you are blessed. So I want to ask you a question. Are you a follower of Jesus? Are you his child? Because blessing and covenant come from being united with him. If you're with me today and you're in the room or you're watching online, and maybe you've been in church a really long time. This is not about your physical geographical location. This is about the state of your heart. Do you know that you're his child? This is where the blessing comes. So I wanna stop and I wanna give everyone in the room and online an opportunity to become his child. It's so easy, he has so much that he wants to give you. We've learned about it the last few weeks, his covenant, it is just the fullness of all that he is. And all you have to do is receive it. He wants to give you a new identity. Not hashtag not blessed, not hashtag cursed, hashtag blessed, hashtag his child, hashtag seen and known by him. A new identity. He wants to call each and every one of you blessed today. So I want to give you that opportunity. At Grace, we call it getting on base with God. That simply means that we believe that Jesus is the son of God. We Admit that there are things in our lives that we have done that do not please him. Things that are gonna keep us from his presence. But we accept the forgiveness that only he can offer. And we, in response, surrender our lives to him. And we express it with our words because just like before when we declared over our lives that we are blessed, our words have power. Our words speak life. God spoke the universe into existence. So I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that. So I'm gonna ask for every head to bow and eye to close. If you're watching with me online, if you're in a room by yourself, if you're in a room with people, you have, God is giving you this opportunity. And I want you to pray with me to become his child. So Lord, 
thank you for making a way. Thank you for making a covenant with me that gives me access to all you are and all the blessings. I want that. And I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died on the cross and you rose again and I wanna live with you eternally. I admit that there are things in my life I've done that are gonna keep me from your presence. But I accept that lifeline of forgiveness. And in response, I give you all my life. I give you all my life. And with my words today, I declare that I am your child. And I am blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. If that was you today, you're in the room with me or you're online, if you would text the word BASE to the number you see on the screen, 714-455-3113, because that's going to give you access to resources that are going to help you as you start this new relationship with Jesus. We want to partner with you in that. We want to encourage you in that. So now, point three, it's coming. And it's so exciting because now we are talking about it from a position of all of us being his children. Number three, blessing means we get to be used for God's purpose. We get to be used for his purpose. When God uses me, he uses you to accomplish his work on the earth and for eternity I am blessed. You are blessed. An amazing example we have of this is in the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus, right? She's a teenager. An angel comes to her. He tells her, you know what? You're gonna have a baby and it's gonna be the Messiah, the son of God, and God's favor is gonna be upon you. And this is how the angel greets her in Luke 1, 28. It says, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. Circle that. The Lord is with you. Blessed, there's that word again, blessed are you among women. I want us to take a moment and imagine if this were to happen to us today. Like, let's be real. So we have a girl in our youth group. She runs up to you. Hey, an angel came to me last night and I'm pregnant, and I'm carrying the Messiah, and this is awesome, right? I'm gonna tell you, my first response wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting! Selfie, Instagram, hashtag blessed. Let's post about this, right? Like, think about the gravity of that, of what she walked through. A person who is called blessed and favored. What she walked through. My gut response would be, gosh, oh, this poor girl. What is she facing? I'm gonna pray for her. And I'm also going to suggest we look into her mental health because she said, you know, someone told her she was gonna be pregnant spontaneously. So what happened doesn't make sense, right? In the way that we see things. So I wanna ask you, has God ever asked you to be a part of something that when you looked at it, it didn't look like there was any blessing in it. 
and it didn't make sense to anyone, but you knew he asked you to do that. My husband Victor and I have experienced that. Almost two years ago, God told us to be foster parents to a teenager who had experienced extreme trauma and drug abuse. And we'd only been married four years. And people were like, actually three years at the time, and people were like, what are you doing? We had people close to us, people that love us, go, you really wanna do that? Social worker asked us, you really wanna do that? We're like, yeah, because God told us to. And now, fast forward, almost two years, a change in Dylan's identity. And he is now walking as God's child. He is our child. He is walking in the fullness of what God has for him. He is beginning to ask us questions about his calling and what God would have him do with his life. His life has been transformed by the power of Jesus. And every day I am blessed when I wake up because I got to be a part of what God wanted to do in his life. The angel who visits Mary calls her blessed. He tells her, you found favor with God. But I want us to notice something. Mary found favor with God, but it didn't mean that everyone would understand her pregnancy and what she went through. It didn't mean that everyone gathered around her. It didn't mean there weren't whispers in the background. Mary found favor with God, but it didn't mean that her child wouldn't be born in a barn. She found favor with God, but it didn't mean that her son would leave her to go start his earthly ministry and that she would watch him insulted and beaten and tortured and crucified in front of her very eyes. She found favor with God, but it didn't mean that her life was going to be easy. Finding favor with God for you and I, we are no different. It doesn't mean that we just all of a sudden, everything looks pretty because I've asked Jesus into my heart and it's perfect and everything's gonna go the way that I want it to. It does mean this though. It means that God has laid his hand upon your life. And it means that you and I get to be used for his eternal purposes, things that have eternal value. I was with some friends a while back and we were chatting, some, some worship leader friends, and we were chatting about this worship leader that had all of a sudden risen to popularity. His songs were getting played on the radio, people knew who he was, you could see him on Instagram. He was winning awards. And one of our friends goes, you know what? He's like, God just saw him and he just pressed play on his life. And I had to like sit back for a second because it didn't quite sit right with my spirit. And I was like, well, does that mean that my life is on pause? Did like God like, because you know, I'm not winning awards and my songs aren't on the radio. Is that, is that what God has done with me? No, no, we have to stop having this American Idol view of Jesus that he's like this Simon Cowell in the sky and he's just gonna pluck the popular and the gifted. Oh, no, you sound flat. I can't, I can't use you. No, you know, you, you need work with your look. I can't use you. 
That's not who God is. No. He picks us up and he uses us because we're his children. Bottom line. And that's all it's about is you being his child and participating with him in what he wants to do in the world. God pressing play on your life doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're popular or successful or that all of your dreams will come true. I'm gonna be honest, there may be just some dreams in your life that will not come true because they're not part of his plan for your life. But it does mean that he is using you to accomplish his purpose for a kingdom that is not of this world. And he's gonna use you to accomplish things that have eternal worth. What happened in Dylan's life, that is eternal. That doesn't fade, doesn't break down like my car or need a new roof, like my house. It's never gonna fade and it's never gonna be destroyed. So I wanna get real with everybody for a moment. I like getting real. As my husband says, it's only weird if you make it weird. But a couple weeks ago, and even last week, Pastor Annie has been asking us to step forward. God has called us into covenant relationship with him. And God is asking us to be a part of what he's doing. And we were all asked to join the dream team, right? We've talked about it, we talked about it last week. Join the dream team. And we asked you to text the word team to the number that you see on the screen. Some of us did it, some of us didn't. But I wanna ask you, when God invites you to do something, do you look at it and go, I don't see any blessing in it, I don't see what I'm gonna get out of it, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna forget that opportunity. We all do it. We all do it. I've done it. We take the opportunities that God gives us to be a part of what he's doing and we diminish its value because we don't see physical blessing attached to it. God has given all of us an opportunity to be a part of what he's doing at Grace. Not because it's like, oh, Apple, I work for Apple, go Apple. I'm at Grace OC, go Grace OC. No, God is opening a door and asking you to be a part of what he's doing here because he has placed you here. He has gifted you. He has created you for purpose. And now he's giving you an opportunity to walk in that purpose. And we think to ourselves, well, if I do this, I'm gonna have to get up early and then like, what if I'm tired and I miss my Starbucks and then, well gosh, and if I go to both services, if I serve at one and I attend another, well then I might miss brunch. Like there are serious things that I have to do. Brunch is important. But that's because we have attached value to things that fill us temporarily instead of attaching value to things that have eternal worth. You do not know if you stand at that door and you are a part of our first impressions team, right? First impressions, they stand at the door, they greet people at the tent, Carmen's out there, hey everybody, smiling at people as they come in. You don't know 
who's coming through that door on a Sunday. You don't know if the person the night before was thinking about committing suicide. And they walked through that door and you handed them a bulletin and you looked them full in the face and you smiled at them. And for that moment, they knew they were seen and that they were loved and that they were in a place where the power of the Holy Spirit lives. You do not know that when you go and you're part of children's ministry or youth ministry, that the children that you're telling them, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you, that someday they are the future Billy Grahams. And they needed to have that root so deep in their heart at a young age. And God wanted to use you to do that, but you said no. Or the person online. I'm gonna tell you, I grew up with a mom who was chronically ill. And we could not always go to church. And we would sit in the living room and we would listen at the time to the radio and we would have church in our home. You don't know who's watching online that cannot leave their home. And that when you're part of the social media team that greets people online and you're praying for people and people are DMing you and you're reaching out and you're praying over them, that this person who no one would know was existing, who no one would know was going through pain and suffering and despair and heartbreak, you let them know they were seen by God. To you, it's a missed cup of coffee. To them, it's a lifeline. And you get to be a part of that. And I'm sorry, but as a church, it is shameful how many times we say no to the doors that God opens for us because they do not look like what we want. And God has convicted my heart in that area more than once. Brianna, I'm asking you to do this. Yeah, but I wanna do that. No, I'm asking you to do this. You will never know what God can do through you, a life surrendered to his purpose. He wants to deliver people. He wants to create breakthrough. And he can't just do it through the 10 of us that are on staff. You are in cities. You are in all over Orange County, you are in different offices, you are in different places, and God wants to activate you to be a part of what he's doing. And he had this plan before you were born, wow. He didn't just like figure this out now, oh yeah, I see you now, um, yeah, step up, I'll use you. He had this plan before you were born. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. And before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. As the worship team comes, he is saying, I had holy plans for you. I have purpose for you. I want to bless you. You are blessed. That is what we mean when we sing the blessing. We are not singing that over our lives as like, yes, may my children never know financial distress. May my children and the generations and the generations always pay their bills and, you know, live in comfort. That is not what we are singing when we sing that. 
We are declaring his favor up over our lives despite our circumstances. We are talking about living in his presence. The lyrics say, may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you. He is with you in the morning and in the evening and in your coming and your going, he is for you. And he wants to accomplish his purpose through you for generations. That's what this is about. Him activating you in this moment so that generations after you can have eternal impact. Are you his child? Are you living in his presence? Then you are blessed. Will you commit with me today to living your blessed life? Not your best life, but your blessed life. Will you say, Lord, I'm gonna put on a new identity, an identity that says I am blessed because I'm your child. I am blessed regardless of my circumstances. I am blessed because you have laid your hand upon my life and you want me to be a part of what you are doing, not just here now on the earth, but for eternity. If that's you, I want you to stand with me this morning. If you wanna be activated if you wanna be a part of what God wants to do, if you wanna say, yeah, today, I'm gonna to stop living my life like I'm not blessed. I'm gonna stop scrolling through social media and comparing myself. I'm gonna stop saying no to opportunities that God's given me. And today, if you didn't text that word team, I want you to mark your connect card before it gets turned in. Say, yeah, I'm gonna step out and be a part of the opportunity that God is putting in front of me to be activated. So we're gonna pray together, every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, you see us, you know us. You saw us when we were in our mother's womb. You saw this moment, this moment of calling, this moment of activation, you saw it. You foresaw it for the beginning of time. Thank you that you have called us blessed. Thank you that we are your children and we get to be a part of what you are doing on the earth. And right now we ask your forgiveness, Lord. Forgive us for the times that we have said no, for the times that we have compared ourselves to other people, for the times that we have closed the door to your blessing by saying no to the opportunities that you present us. So right here, right now, Lord, we recommit our lives and our hearts to be a part of what you're doing. Would you repeat after me right now, Lord? I recommit my life to your purpose, to your calling. I wanna be a part of what you are doing here on the earth and here at Grace OC. Thank you that I am blessed. I walk in that new identity today. In your name, amen.